What a bum. Look at the freaking scoreboard. You are not close. You play to win the game. Why can't the New York Jets ever have nice things? Jets fans, you guys have to earn this stuff. You're going to have to suffer through another few years. I don't mean to sound like the get off my lawn guy, but get off my freaking lawn with that. I forgot what it's like to win football games. I mean, you can't make it up with this team. Happy Victory Monday, Jake. Only our gang's all here. We love it. Ooh. Welcome back to Gangs All Here, our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. Jake Brown and Brian Costello here for our final Thursday episode. Monday will be the season finale of Gangs All Here as we put the bow tie on another disappointing Jets season. Joining us later in the show will not be disappointing. It's Willie Colon, former Jets offense lineman and pregame, postgame analyst on SNY. Lots to discuss with him after the controversial comments on Sunday after the game about Zach Wilson. And we'll start there before we preview Jets' Bills' cause. People were photoshopping you in a wrestling ring and saying cause from the top rope. And any hate that you've gotten in the past almost seems like it's out the window you were a hero amongst Jets Twitter for your column on the uh, character flaw that those guys said in the post game, and it's, it's all wrong after ill-fated play. And Jets fans love you, Kaz. I, I'm sure you got some texts and emails and and people rejoicing, and you might have a uh, a lot of stocking stuffers coming uh, for 2022. Give it time, Jake. They'll be back to hating me soon enough. That's how it goes in this job. Is that, that you're you're doing it right? If they hate you sometimes and they love you other times, that's how you have to do it. But so, did you did not, you get a lot of texts and emails about that? Yeah, I got a lot of feedback about it, and um, like my issue was more with Bart. What with Bart said than with Willie Leger. They they called him selfish and said he was going for glory. I don't agree with those opinions. I, I I don't think that's what happened. I I believe what the Jets said. I think there was a check to quarterback sneak if he saw a certain look and he went with it. I think the kid is twenty two years old. He's swimming right now. He's not making those kind of decisions at the line of scrimmage. I, I don't think that happened. But I, th- I think what they what they described, I think they screwed up. They didn't they told they didn't tell him not to sneak it there when it was fourth and two. I think it's fourth and half a yard. That's when you want him to sneak it. You know, Barks called it a character flaw. That was the one that bothered me. I'm not sure calling a quarterback sneak is a quarterback. Like I, I don't know how you can say it's a character flaw. These guys don't really know him. You know, it's tough to say that. And I look, I don't know him well either. I, we haven't been in the locker room this year. So I think it's fair to criticize the football. I think when you start criticizing someone's makeup and their character, that's when it gets dicey. And you better better know what you're talking about before you do that. And, you know, I, I wrote what I wrote. And Bart was a rough guy when he was in the locker room. Bart wasn't always the most popular guy. And Bart says some things. He used to call Mark Sanchez Nacho, which I thought was juvenile. He you said that now you basically you're canceled. I mean, you're he, done. He, yeah. A lot of stuff Bart did then would, would end him now. Yeah. You know, he gave the middle finger to a, a photographer who was taking his picture on baggy day, leaving the locker room. I thought Bart a few years ago uh, in an interview said that he would have won the Super Bowl if Alex Smith was the quarterback and not Mark, not Mark Sanchez. Like what, you know, how, how can you say like what kind of teammate are you to say that? You know, that kind of stuff. So and then Bart famously um, tried to organize a media boycott after a game against the Rams. And, you know, his teammates basically laughed at him. Bart was basically the only one who didn't talk to us. And Jeremiah Bell, I don't know if you remember Jeremiah Bell, Jake, a safety. He only spent a year. Jeremiah Bell won our Media Good Guy Award that year because he looked across the locker room and said, hey, Bart, shut up. (laughs) And then we all said, yay, Jeremiah Bell. (laughs) 
So because Bart was yelling at anyone who talked to the media in the locker room. So we're not popular guys, Jake, the media. So if teammates side with the media over you, that that's kind of telling. And I just thought Bart was off base. And, you know, and William Leger were a little bit less. They, they, they you know, I, I think. I just don't know why a quarterback sneak became, you know, something about his character uh, rather than just a bad football decision. Because if you want to, if they want to say, "Hey, we think that guy called his own number," and then that's terrible, that's fine. But I don't think you can question his character about it. And everyone called this your best article ever, cause they, this is their favorite. Oh, God, I hope that's not the case. But <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, there's there's photoshops of you like as Rocky. There's I'm just going through replies now. You got as like, you know, Jake. I do not look at the replies. So yeah, you, you, I, I looked at every. Every single one and every single quote tweet because I was very yeah. invested in this. And I should I tell to my know. wife to I should tell my wife to look at them because she looks at the ones when they're bad and she's like, "Oh my god, they're killing you!" They're yeah, tell her to look dinner. at those. You like, might get a nice extra steak dinner for uh, <laughs> for this one for all the love. It was basically the uh, paragraph that got people. You just basically said, "As for Scott saying Wilson as a character, ball, maybe you should spend some time for with Wilson were commenting his character when Scott played. Reporters were allowed in the locker room. I saw Scott give the middle finger to a photographer." I saw Scotch on a mount of boycott of the media because he didn't like something that was written only to be shot down by teammates. Imagine players choosing the media over a teammate. I heard Scott rip Mark Sanchez in 2016, say he would have won a Super Bowl with Alex Smith's quarterback. I heard Scott make juvenile jokes about Sanchez's Mexican heritage, call him names with Nacho Taco Night. So he said, he closed it with, let's just say I saw some character flaws in Scott during his time with the Jets. So, Rest in peace to Bart Scott, dead in 2022. If Bart wants to verbally dice me up, Jake, he'll 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 find a way. Bart's pretty good at it, so you know you know he he can. Bart, well, me and Bart, Andrew were listening out for it. We were seeing we we were trying to figure out is he going to yeah. say something because we'd have to play it and rebuttal. And well, those guys are taking it's not just me; those guys are taking heat from a lot of different directions. You know, so I, I think they're probably Bart's been doing this a while. Willie and, and Leger are, are newer to the media game. They're probably a little bit taken aback by just the reaction that they got to their comments. I love a good beef. You know, I love Drake versus Meek Mill. I love when there's a beef. So Kaz versus Bart to end the season. Listen, we got to spice up yeah. this. Jets you do not want somehow. to be physical though, Jake. Let's, let's but be clear listen, about if that. You have right? all of Jets Twitter on your side versus Bart. Then it becomes, all right, now we can pummel them. Now we yeah. got them. I fully admit if Bart wants to pummel me, he'll pummel me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, we, we got all these Twitter followers now behind you and we'll, it'll be like the Avengers. It's, uh, Jets Twitter, Boris Bart Scott, it becomes war. Well, it's the final game of the year, so only one more time to watch him on the post game. And the Jets right now enter this Buffalo game, which is now a 425 game. No, not because Zach Wilson just had the best game of his life, but because the Bills are playing for the division. See, here's the thing. It's like, yeah, it'd be fun to spoil the Bills division hopes, but then the Patriots win the division. So it's a lose-lose either way. It's not like like if it was for the Dolphins winning the division, fine, but it's it's still going to get handed to Bill Belichick. Really? You'd rather the Dolphins game. get it than the, the Bills? I'd rather the Dolphins than the Patriots, but the Dolphins will play the Patriots. So, you know, Dolphins always play the Patriots tough, so that's no shoe-in game. And I honestly think this is not a shoe-in game. I, I'm not a fan of the Jets being – 16 and a half point underdogs in this game. Now, Makai Becton will be out. Elijah Moore, do we think he's going to go out there and play this finale? I have my doubts, Jake. It's been a while. It's going to be very cold. I, I don't know. Do you, do you put him out there with a bum quad? You know, is it worth it? I, I have a feeling the Jets will probably say no. Yeah. And yeah. And the, and the weather, if, if it rains or snows, we don't know. Buffalo, what the weather is going to be yet up there, but it's probably better off just to sit him. And uh, have them ready for next year. Sunday, the weather right now, it's saying 60% chance of rain, a high of 41. So 
Could be some conditions that play a Not part. Not bad for Buffalo. Yeah, 41. That's like summer yeah. in Buffalo yeah. in January. Yeah. Global warming. Well, there's going to be a lot of scoreboard watching, too, this week. Right now, the Jets are the fourth and seventh pick. They have Seattle's pick. Seattle will play at Arizona. So assuming they lose, they probably stay right around that seven range. The Jets likely stay at four. The Texans will play the Titans. They'll be in Houston. Maybe it'll they'll shock the world, but the Titans are fighting for that number one seed. So they have they a beat lot them once this year. Yeah, they did beat them once. Maybe we'll, we'll see. Maybe uh, they win. Jets lose. I'd love to stun Buffalo. At least make it close, cause I think they're going to cover. I th- I think it's going to be something like a thirty-one twenty-four. I'll say the Bills win, but I I think the Jets are showing us they're improving. They're getting better. We're seeing some good signs in them, so I think they cover. But Buffalo win. I don't have a score for you, Jake. I haven't, I haven't thought about the score, but I think the Bills win this one big. I think the Bills cover. Um, it's going to be a crazy atmosphere as the, they they're playing for the division. The place is going to be rocking. It's going to be cold. Even though it's not 20 degrees, it's, it'll still there'll be a wind factor there. Uh, I think the Jets probably played their hearts out last week against the Buccaneers, and you know coming up short, I think it's gonna be tough for them to bounce back from that and mount another effort like that. Number one defense in the league, Jake. I think they'll probably give Zach a lot of issues. So I think the Bills will win this one large. Yeah, I doubt he's going to have a better game than last week. You can't really top that, but would love to see something out of him and another. If he could go five straight turnover free games to close out the season. That's something good to take in the offseason. I'm with you. I don't like the whole carryover, like this game carrying into the next season. That never makes any sense, especially considering they're going to have a lot of money to spend. And Monday, we will break it all down. We'll look ahead to the offseason and kind of put a bow tie in the season, give our grades, and and look ahead to see what the Jets need. Well, one of those pieces. We'll put a bow tie on the season, Jake. A bow tie, yes. I have a right, Dunkin' Donuts. Bow- is it a bow? bow on the season, yes. It's not bow tie. <laughs> see, this is when you eat bow tie donuts at Dunkin' Donuts. All you have oh, on your mind is so It wasn't tie. even the tie on your mind. It was a donut on your mind. It's always right. food on my mind, guys. You know, my, my Doritos hoodie is coming in today. It won't be in time for this show, unfortunately. But Monday might... Rock the Doritos. Um, Doritos. Cur- currently in the search for the Diet Coke one is next. Is this get- the current Doritos bag or uh, like a vintage Doritos It's the bag. red, the regular red. nacho cheese. I looked for Cool Ranch, could not find it. Um, and Diet Coke hoodies have been tough. They're like $43. I'm also going to be getting, I saw it on a YouTube a Diet video. Coke hoodie. Diet Coke. I love Diet Coke. So Diet Coke is next. But also the, you know those, I don't know what to uh, call them. They sti- you, you, the, these the cups, these styrofoam like kind of cups with the, Blue shade hearts. Help me if you know what they're called, but it's like I don't know what the name of it is. Like, where do you get this cup? It's a uh, hearts. You, you know some... what I'm talking about. It's like a. Uh... Can you give us some like context? Like, do you get this at a? At, do you put coffee in it? Do you put? Maybe. Is it like the Dixie cup kinds that like used to drink out of? I'm gonna put a link in here now so you can see. It's the '90s paper cup. I'm gonna get a '90s yeah, paper. It's the cups yeah. that, that there would put. There's a link. I just put it in. Wash your mouth out with. It's that, that kind of like like uh, rainbow green reddish kind of green and purple. Hat. I think it is. Yeah. It's a fire hoodie. Like I need to. Uh, if you click it right there, you'll see it. It is a beauty. Maybe we'll do a screen share, a picture, see what the listeners think. Uh, that's it. Yeah, that's it, Cameron. That's uh, you know what that cup is. You yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's very, that's a little more stylish and normal than wearing a, a brand, I guess. And people will appreciate that. Anyways, speaking of Honey Nut Cheerios, Braxton Berrios, it's another one I got to purchase, Honey Nut Cheerios, is in contract negotiations. So another chance for him to prove himself in Buffalo as Willie Colon is going to join us next on Gangs All Here. Hey, this is Willie Colon, former Jets offensive lineman, and the gang's all here. 
All right, welcome back to Gangs All here. Jake Brown, Brian Costell, welcoming back a friend of the program, a sports media star these days. You catch him on the SMY Jets postgame, pregame. He's also the co-host of Morning Men on Mad Dog Radio with Sirius XM. His former Jets offensive lineman, Super Bowl champion with the Steelers, and Big Ben, whose days may be coming to a near. We'll talk about that in a little bit. It's Willie Cologne, the pride of Hofstra. Willie, welcome back to the show, man. Happy New Year. How are you? Hey, how's everybody? Happy New Year to everybody, man. Happy New Year. This is uh, Today's the last day I could say it, so I had to say it one more time. I, I think you get to like the fifth or sixth. After, man, after you're allowed to say it as long as you want to say it. It's a new year. <laughs> it like, brings me I mean, joy. I like saying it. Like I'll go to the yeah. grocery store and just be like, Happy New Year. Like It's just fun. And people smile and they, yeah, you know, it's a universally it accepted statement, Willie. Yeah. As long as you're not saying it around Valentine's Day, you're, <laughs> you're good. Yeah. You got, no. you got some time. Yeah. Now that's pushing it. But first week or two, you could say it. Willie, you were a big topic of Jets Twitter and amongst the news waves this week. You, Bart Scott, and uh, Leger Doosable on the post game show. Let's talk about that first. You guys had some statements some people disagreed with. Was <laughs> A lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, the the man to my right, Brian Costello included. But let's start with, do you still believe that looking back days later? Was it a combination of an immediate reaction slash that's what you believe? Just take us through uh, what you guys said about Zach. Yeah, like like I like I when I jumped on with a uh, carton show, I was like, listen, we're when we started the post game, we reacted. We said, listen, man, Zach had an amazing game, probably one of the best games we've seen him play all year. And one of our critiques to Zach throughout the year was like, we know he has the skill set. We know he has the, the talent. We just need him to, say, to play a lot better, make the easy throws, and really put together four quarters of quality football. And, t- and in Tampa, he did that up until that fourth and two, right? That's when we were just like, what the hell? And for me, and why we kind of reacted the way we reacted, because after we kind of gave the team the glory and the praise, and obviously we was we was really critical about the fourth four and two, we had went to break, right? And over the break, they said, hey, Robert Sala's on a podium, and he said that, you know, that, you know, Zach kept the football, that he really didn't know he was supposed to hand it off. And so we were really reacting to that. And in the mix of all that, when the fourth and two happened, they were coming out of a timeout, right? They were coming out of a timeout. And I played football long enough, and everybody in that bar and Doosable included played football long enough. Whether you're on the defensive side or offensive side, your offensive coordinator and your position coach tells you exactly what you need to do for the next play. And in my eyes, I felt like, well, boom, they got the front they wanted. Barrios is having this big game. The defense that, that he was going against at the point at that time, he had Via Veda in a, in, a, in a zero technique on top of the center. He had the Damaka Sue. And a two-eye, a tight two-eye. He had Steve McLennan at the time when he was a Jet, was a monster run stopper for the Jets. Zach Wilson, who we've all watched this year, is not a big man. He's not. Now, if you would have gave this ball, if you would have told Ben Roethlisberger to sneak this ball, a Cam Newton, hell, then you said, yeah, they can get a quarterback sneak on fourth and two. So when it happened, we're like, he had to keep that ball because you can't tell me. It doesn't make sense for me, Mike McFloor, to say, hey, Zach, with your body size and that defense that's lined up in front of you, we can get two yards. It just doesn't make sense. So in my eyes and in me and Bart's eyes and, and who and dudes, we felt like, hey, he had to keep that ball thinking he was going to be the hero at that time. Instead of handing the ball in which we felt like he was told to, we felt like he went rogue and kept the ball. So that's why we called him selfish. We called him selfish on that particular play because there's no, it just doesn't make sense. Football sense, it didn't make sense. Why would you allow him, a guy with his stature and his frame against that defense and that look, to now to a quarterback sneak on two yards? So we called him selfish. 
And obviously we were passionate and we, we really got into it. But I think it's wild. I didn't think it would come to this. I, I honestly think the, the storm that has erupted from that little moment that people would, would come after us and, and like, what's all this? What's all this Zach slander? You guys, guys have been killing him. I don't think we've been killing him. I think we've been very fair. I think the only disheartening thing that I've taken away from these last couple of days, you know, my, t- my timeline has been blowing up and people are coming after me. The only thing I've taken it back by is that people have made this a racial thing, which is extremely disheartening. And as to say, like, you know, if Zach was Justin Fields or if this was a black quarterback, you guys wouldn't be as hard on him. And I'm saying, like, hold up, homeboy. Like, how did we get there? Like, that's that's where I'm like, all right, this has gone somewhere that has no place because I have a lot of, like I said, I have no, we have no agenda for against Zach. There's nothing personal. I personally have never met the man. I've never been in front of him to actually have a conversation. I was really calling him selfish about that play and my critique in saying that he kept the ball on purpose because he wanted to win the game. And when Robert Sala got onto the podium, you could tell whatever, and you understand, when Robert Sala got on the podium, he was beat red. Like, he was beat red. So some, like, he knew, like, I felt like he was covering for Zach. I felt like he was like, listen, Zach. Like, just do what we're telling you to do. It's not, it's not for you to, you know, th- that's how I perceived it, and that's why I took it. Now, once again, I wasn't in the huddle. I wasn't I wasn't in the, in that conversation. It was just me reacting and having my opinion and me assuming what I heard and what I and what I think I know. And so that's all it was. How it got here, I have no idea. I'm baffled by all of it. And honestly, it's, it's, it's wild, man. What's the hindsight is I'm glad people watch us. That was my also another critique about Zach, like, I don't think Zach gives a flying shit about what came out of me and Bart's mouth. I really don't think he cares. I think he's like, all right, guys, boom. Like I, I just, So I played it long enough once again to understand, like, this, as a ball player, this comes with it. I watched Aaron Rodgers and Brady get dragged through the ranks, and these are the most, probably the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. Now we're saying Zach Wilson's off limits from, from, from critique? Is that what we're saying? I don't, I don't know. And then, you know, people was like, well, it seems like it's personal, it's character flaws. Once again, it's not personal. If I saw the man, I would shake his hand. What's up? Best of luck to you, young fella. I hope you have a great career. It's nothing personal. It was just talking about football in a passionate way. I I felt like we went overboard. Fine, that's your opinion. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot there, Willie. And and I was critical of you guys. Bart, more than you and Leger, I thought Bart's saying he has a character flaw was the one that rubbed me the wrong way. Just because, like you said, you've never met him. I'm assuming Bart has never met him. Hard to say someone has a character well, I flaw. I think Bart's met him because he's in the building. I think everyone's yeah. in the booth. But, you know, I, I don't know how well he knows him to, to comment on his character. And so that was the one I had an issue with. But the, the racist element of it, like, that is completely wrong. I know you and Bart pretty well from your time with the Jets, Leger a little less, but I've known Leger a little bit more from doing this and that's, that's wrong. People shouldn't say that, that aspect of it. That, but I guess my question, Willie, like, cause if, if they wanted to cover for him, I think solid could have got up there and said, Hey guys, we called the quarterback sneak. Like that's it. You think the call was, it was bad. We called it end of story that, that they had this thing like where it was, a, it was a read for him. If the a gap was open that he had to do it. I was like, okay, that's a pretty elaborate story to concoct in 10 minutes like I, I bought their story that 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 because why why come up with that story and not just say yeah guys we called it and that that's it like well, we I, well, Brian, I didn't buy it because it didn't make sense from a football standpoint like you go back to that play right if listen if I give you the football I say Brian I need you to give me two yards and you say okay well I'm gonna get you two yards and you turn around and see three monster nose tackles two linebackers sitting in both a gaps you'd be like Willie you don't want to, you don't want a first down you want me to get slow right <laughs> so I don't see them putting putting him in that position and it's credit to Zach 
Zach's played enough football to know there's no way in hell he was going to get two yards. So for me, I'm like, it's it's not adding up. I felt like he thought he can do it. And so he's like, no, I'm gonna do it. I, I I can get this. I can get this off. And that's why I called him selfish in that moment. Right. I think the play was designed for fourth and half a yard. And, and in that instance, maybe he could get it. And they called it on fourth and two. And that's where they screwed up. And they should have told him, hey, the check to to the sneak is off here. Like, the, forget about the sneak. I think they didn't think it through properly. And then I understand what you're saying. He's played a lot of football, but he's he's 22 year old rookie playing his 12th game. And like, I think the problems we've seen with Zach this year have largely been he's trying to be a robot and do exactly what he's told to do and not playing free and loose. And that's what he's done better in the last few weeks, in my opinion, is he's, he's kind of become himself a little bit more. And, you know, we saw the runs against Jacksonville. And I thought Sunday he blended both sides together pretty well. So I, I just think, I think, yeah, if this was his third year, you could say like, hey, man, you got to recognize those three guys are over there. You know, they're, they're stacked the box there. You cannot sneak it. It's in his 12th game. I, I sort of, I, I don't think – He's got a lot of leeway at the line of scrimmage right now, so I, I kind of I I bought their story in, in that aspect, and, and I just I think like if you all of a sudden he checked to a pass, <laughs> then then yeah, then he's probably selfish. Like I'm not sure how much glory he would have gotten with a sneak anyway. I think the line would probably get the glory with the sneak. Well, I say one, this, right? and I agree with you. I don't think any all three of us don't negate the fact that this man's a rookie. I've said it publicly. I didn't feel like a pro to year four, and I had played a lot of football, a lot of big time football contender, and I was in. You know, I was in the playoffs in my second year. Uh, you know, I was going long, and I still like, man, I don't have my head wrapped around me. So when I hear Robert Salas say, listen, this guy is – his head is not even above road and understanding the offense, I totally agree. Once again, my comments came specifically on that play. And I don't – like, I, I'm, I'm of the mindset that Zach is going to be a good quarterback. But it all it's all going to depend on how much he allows the information to, for him to receive – Instead of because this is the this is what's dangerous about saying he should just let you know he should just let the game come to him and let him do what he needs to do. It's okay to have that. It's okay to feel that way when you already have a you when you already understand the offense, right? Like there's a learning progress. You have to learn. You have to go through the things. And a lot of what what didn't help Zach Wilson this year is when we watched Mike White go in the game and he lit it up. We watched Joe Flacco go in the game and light it up. We watched Josh Johnson going the game and lit it up. And so all three of those guys have one thing on Zach Wilson, experience. But they're both running the same offense, right? And actually from a skill set, he's he's probably the best one, right? So for Jets fans, we're saying like, man, if these guys who are Josh Johnson included, rather he he took to, he he was in San Fran before, so he kind of knew the offense going into it. A lot of these guys I mean, Josh, if, if, if you take away the experience, Josh, Zach is ahead of a lot of these guys. So I think for the Jets fans, we wanted we want Zach to succeed just as much as anybody because you've been covering the Jets a long time. We've all been Jets for a long We don't want to see the Jets suck. We're going there every Sunday, all three of us, trying to make chicken salad out of chicken <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And so we're not sitting up here trying to, like, bash the Jets and bang on Zach Wilson. No, it's none of that. We're, we're at the point where we've seen multiple organizations, including the Cincinnati Bengals, the Cleveland Browns, all have a resurgence. And at this point, we want the same thing for this team. And so we are passionate and we do get frustrated and we do have a clear understanding that the culture for the New York Jets for the last 11 years has been a bad one. And we I and I put my hand up. I take it personal that I didn't change it when I was wearing the green and white, that I didn't do enough or I didn't play long enough. Oh, I didn't have that much of an impact where we could have had like we won some games and won some significant games, but it's nothing, there's nothing to kind of say, you know, that was a great Jets team. So I think I take it personal because I'm like, man, 
This is a team people forget. When I was at Hofstra University, the Jets were across the street. I saw, I talked to the great Herm Edwards. I saw Vinny Testaverde coming out of my coming out of my cafeteria with Curtis Martin and alongside Lavernius Coles and all these other guys. So before I was a Steeler, and before, and then once I dethroned my my giant my loyalty to the, to the Giants, I was a Jet through and through. The first practice pants I ever wore were from the New York, were from the New York Jets because the Hofstra didn't have a size that fit me. They literally called across the street and said, hey, we got this big fellow over here. We, we don't have cleats for him, but we got pants for him. It was the New York Jets that came and threw me that stuff. So I have an extreme allegiance and a lot of pride for the green and white. So there's nothing personal towards the organization or Zach Wilson. I want this team to win. When we're watching tape, when we're watching ball, man, we're just calling it how we see it. And we're yeah, talking guess, about it from our experience. Willie, I guess the question I would have, cause, and it's fair to criticize, obviously, he has not played as well as everyone hoped he would this year. There's no qu- questioning that. I think it's the selfish I think it's a character flaw that, that those comments, those aren't saying, hey, he screwed up there. Like he shouldn't have run the sneak there. That shows he's a 22 year old kid. When you go selfish, now that's questioning someone's character, questioning their motivations. I think that's where it gets dicey. And it's funny seeing you guys on the other side of this, right? Because <laughs> you dealt right. with all of us for years. You guys used to call us names. And we used to call, like, yeah, some of us, some of us would call you names. And you had to be careful. You always have to be careful, like who you're listening to, because people tell you stuff too. And I, I would say, like during your era, the guy who probably took the most slings and arrows was Gino, right? Another quarterback. Like he, Gino. There was a lot of people who would whisper to you about oh, Gino. I'm glad you brought that up. Nobody came to Gino's defense. Nobody, and I tell you why. Because in 2013 it was my first year, and when we lost Revis, and when we lost Mark, when Gino after his first win against, it's funny that his first win was against Tampa. Uh, <laughs> right. His win Levante against David Tampa, penalty. Yeah. <laughs> right. He struggled for a couple games, and he had that big Monday night game, and then yeah, against Atlanta. on and on and on. Nobody came to Geno's defense, so it, it's funny that now. Uh, but but I think people, I, like, and I was one of them. I, I would question his ability. I did not question Geno's character at that point when he no, got punched, he, no, when no, he got punched no, no, in the no, no, face no, no. later. I questioned. I his disagree. Character. When they found out Geno signed with Rock Nation, when he was coming out the tunnel with the Jay Z bite. When he was spotted out in the city, when he was, you know, when he started to get a little turbulent with the, the media, people start people started questioning if this kid was ready for the show. Did Rex Ryan make a mistake? Geno doesn't seem like himself. He seems agitated. There was a lot of things said about Geno Smith. There was never this much backlash. I was there. I read the papers because I grew up reading the papers. I was a kid who grew up listening to Mike and the Mad Dog on my way to going to, to basketball games at Cardinal Hayes. I was that guy. And so the New York media was extremely hard on Gino to the fact where you couldn't open the paper without seeing that big mug smacked up in front of you. Like the Jets were, we were, we were a solid, we were a solid team. We just needed a couple pieces to get us over the hump. That, that's who we were. And no matter what happened, it was the rookie's fault. It was Gino's fault and his comments and how he approached the media and what he looked like and who he was out with. He was dragged through it. So I don't understand right now, now that we got Zach Wilson, that we all we all got to kind of be like, oh no, Zach, oh we love you. Okay, no, I don't understand that. I don't. I would say I I remember defending Gino pretty hard as a rookie. I'm, I did not defend it. Yeah, you specifically is fine, but I'm right. talking about the media as a whole. Yeah, and I don't know. I would. It'd be hard to to say how the media as a whole reacted to. I remember. I remember some specific things with Gino. I don't remember, and it's hard because you're looking back now, and yeah, I mean everything blends together sure. from Gino yeah. because. 
he did some self-inflicted things later on. I don't think he did that as a rookie, but later on, you know, he did. But Gino had to miss throws. Gino's had to intercept yeah. just like Zach. Gino, Gino was Gino like, was man, like the G- we, we used to call him the Gino coaster. Cause like that, it was like that, that year was win loss, win loss, win loss. <laughs> like, it, and yeah. And he was, I can remember writing a column saying, I have no idea if Gino Smith is good or not. Cause like it was, you just couldn't tell it that, at that rookie year. But yeah, I, I just thought, I think that's where people probably, took offense willie is it just the questioning his character uh i think questioning his football ability is fine you know like there's no no doubt about that and once again i I totally agree with you bro like i i can understand how people say like whoa 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 whoa. this is a young kid he made a mistake he's a rookie blah 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 once again it was my opinion on the moment on that play and i felt like in my head he knew what to do with the football he chose not to and if and you say well will you will you just said you you weren't in the huddle how do you know i know because i'm looking at the front I know what I know what happens when you come out of a timeout. I have a question for you, Willie, about the timeout because I watched. I was watching it again yesterday. He didn't go to the sideline on the timeout. He stayed in the. They, everyone stayed in the huddle. Now, is Lafleur allowed to talk for that entire timeout in his ear? Like there, there there's no, there's no cut. Like so, he's just Lafleur's just talk, but he can't. Lafleur can't hear him. There's no microphone in his helmet, so no, he it's a one right. It's just a one sided conversation for the entire timeout. That struck me as odd. But like, it is, but it, it's Lafleur in his headset and it's his position coach. So it's but he's on of, that. But he never went to the sideline. Like, yeah, that was, you, can, you can hear somebody talking to you. I mean, he wasn't right. I just thought it was weird that they like there was no. I mean, and I wonder if Lafleur was on the sideline, he probably he would have been over there. There would have been more of a back and forth conversation about. I just wonder if that affected things at, at all there. And I'm, we're going to talk to Lafleur Thursday. He'll be available to the media, and I'm curious what he says. And, and if he if there was a point where he realized he screwed up, <laughs> you know, like when when they when he saw the three guys lined up in the middle. Well, I say this. I think Lafleur's grown right along Zach. And so Rob Sala. So I think this is we're witnessing growing pains. Listen, I'm excited for the New York Jets on multiple levels. I think they kind of got like, and I said this on the post on the pregame. It reminds me of the Yankees, the core four, right? Like you, you have Barry Tuck, you have Elijah Moore, you got Michael Carter, you got Zach Wilson, and and you could put an asterisk next to Beckton to see where he, you know, if he gets healthy and he continues to play a lot longer. So I think that from from a from a Jets fan, the future is going upwards. It's getting brighter. I'm thinking for this Jets team going into the the offseason, man, your your focus has to be depth because on mo- on multiple levels. One, COVID's not going away, right? If COVID's not going away, there's going to be guys in and out of lineups and however they handle it. You're going to need whoever the next guy in has to do a good job. I think the bright side for the New York Jets has been the offensive line. The kid Freeney, I can't speak enough good things about the kid. For him to go up against a war horse like Via Vea and grade the way he graded in the run game, and high, and I watched, I watched it. I watched the whole office line. No fan went down early, and Adoba got in there. He played William McDormick got in there. The depth is finally is, is quality because every team I've every winning team I've ever been on, from the ones to the twos, there was it was seamless. We all could play at a high level. We all knew what to do, and we all got it done. So watching that office line Sunday, I can't speak enough about. It. I, anytime you wear a mullet and a mustache, people's like, oh, what do we got with this guy? The kid showed his ass off. He played his tail off. He played his, well. He played really, really well. And I got a lot of respect for him because being put in that position when there's really nothing to play for, where you feel like, man, they throwing me out to the wolves. He didn't take that approach. He got after it. He was fearless. He, he never backed down. So I'm, I'm really happy. I'm, I'm glad that kid fought like that because it was, it was impressive. I think he's more of a center than a guard. I think that was the problem. Because in training camp, he did not play well at guard. And as a matter, in the Packers preseason game, they benched him. 
like they took him out and they put in a guy who's not even here anymore into the game. And that one like stunned me. Like I was like, oh, wow, they, they're down on this guy. Did you did you catch Kaz's column, Willie? Did you read the column? No, nah, did he drag me? What he said? No, he didn't drag you. But we want to send our thoughts and prayers to Bart Scott because he you were the hero of Jets Twitter. Kaz became a hero. He basically put Bart Scott in a body bag. He said you and Leger were nice guys. But uh, Bart, not as many kind words for him. But some of it, I think people were thinking, is this, you know, a rating? You know, you watch, you want to say something controversial. SMY says, you know, it's say something strong to get some feedback. I think some people might have thought that side of things like, all right, this might blow up if we say it. Let's bring in some rating. No, 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 no. I don't. No, listen, I Bart's my brother. Obviously, we were, we were fierce rivals. I never played with him when, uh, when he was with the Jets. I've grown to love him, and I've grown to love his fearlessness. And sometimes it comes off as Atlantish and crash and in your face and a little bit off-putting. But I also think that's him being true to who he is. If you know Bart Scott off the field, that's 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 who you're seeing. So I think I think sometimes, man, and Brian can help me here. I think some guys, when they leave the field, they romance about who they are in their careers. I don't think that's Bart. I think Bart was a hell of a linebacker. I think he played at a high level. He played with a lot of Hall of Famers. He was in some big-time games. And so, and he's extremely smart. Like, I, I tell Bart all the time, you're wasting your talents on air. Bart should have a headset and be on the sideline coaching linebackers and coaching defense because he can dissect and he knows. I don't know if he can get be a conciliatory to uh, the, the, the Jets defensive coordinator, but he should be. The guy is a brilliant mind. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not afraid to cut onions. And sometimes I think when athletes get in this space, they're act, they access to cut onions. That wasn't SNY. What you saw, what you saw Sunday was us really have an emotional reaction to what we heard and what we saw. And to those who felt like we were out of bounds and not, and listen, once again, it wasn't personal. It was us just reacting to the moment. Big Ben, is this the end of it for him, or do you think he plays elsewhere next season? I don't know, man. Like I've, I, I texted him after the after the game, and you know, I, I said, you know, I loved him, man, and I was actually lost for words because I really didn't know what to say because I honestly feel like he can still play. I don't know because I think the, t- the Steelers roster is just young and they have a very great, a very damn good defense. I'm on a seesaw emotionally and, and kind of just from a football head. I see the guy still may be able to make the throws. Obviously, his legs, have not they're not with him. He can't make the big scrambles like he used to and kind of, you know, improvise. But from the neck up, he's solid, man. And I still think he can throw the ball at a high level. I think he can still be efficient. The win Monday was ugly. But being a former Steeler, we've always won ugly. Like, it's never, especially playing against division rivals like the Browns in Baltimore and in Cincinnati. It's never been like glorifying great games. It's always been kind of like, all right, I'm going to put my face mask against your face mask. I see who's going to blink. And so those have kind of always been those games. But I, I still feel like he can play, man. Like, I, I do. I don't look at him and say, like, he's washed up. But I know from being through – being in my own situation that it's hard to have that conversation with yourself. And it took doctors. It took my wife. It took a lot of people close to me to say, hey, Willie, it's, it's time, bud. But on top of that, if Ben was to land somewhere else, I, I think he would have success, you know? So the way he exited with the tears and saying the goodbye, the high fives out the way, walking out the tunnel with his family, it looks like the end. So, but I, I honestly think if he was like, no, I'm not ready to hang it up and play, like, I, I think he still, I think he still play. Willie Cologne, follow him on Twitter at WillCologne66. Check out SiriusXM 
Mad Dog Sports Radio, the morning men, and of course, the SMY Jets pre and post game. Willie, happy new year and uh, glad we could clear the air about so many topics. No, man, like like I said, and, and I don't mean to be repetitive and redundant. Ryan, you follow me. I, I'm always going to be a passionate guy. I love football. Football is everything to me. I, I wish no ill will towards a the kid. There's no agenda. You know, like I said, me calling him selfish was me how I felt like he approached the moment in the play. I don't know the kid. I never met him. Now, hopefully I get to meet him. And if he's ever, if he's like, hey, asshole, I hold you call me a selfish SOB. I'm like, yeah, I did. You want to get a, You want to get a drink? Oh, we got a card first. Uh, <laughs> it's just us being passionate, fiery in the moment. I got a lot of love for everybody in that building. And by the way, it won't be the first time we be here. Like, we're probably going to say something else that's going to be like, hey, you assholes, what are you, what, what are you well, doing again? People are so, going to tune in Sunday, Willie. People oh, I know. <laughs> and we're going to be smiling again. Shut up. Poor Steve Gelbs. should be happy. Steve Gelbs in the mix here. Like, what have I got myself into? <laughs> and Gelbs, Gelbs is actually a trooper, man. He's, you know, he's been to wrangle us three in. Yeah, it's he, a lot. Does he get a word in, Willie, with the three of you guys? Gelbs? Well, Gelbs does a great job of setting the table and running out the back door. He, <laughs> he, he just he just puts the food on the table and goes. So, and he's a Jets fan. Does. We had him on last week. He was great. So, yeah, uh, Gelbs is great. Well, happy new year, and maybe we'll set up a Cos versus Bart Scott celebrity death match one day. No, no, I don't want. I don't want any part of that. <laughs> no, I, honestly, Bart is a great guy, man. And I, and Brian, you've been at your job for a long time, and I always thought you were one of the good ones, man. And sometimes, and I, and I'm, I, I say this about life. Sometimes men just need to have a conversation and have a and have an honest, in your face, mature conversation. And wherever it goes, it goes. But at least it's not done through, through text or Twitter or Instagram because I think that's when context and tone and messages get messed up. And so, hey, it's, it's ball at the end of the day, baby. It is, it is what it is. <laughs> one day, one day. All right, well, appreciate it, man. Talk to you soon. Hey, thank you, guys. The immovable object against the irresistible force. Alrighty then, that's us adios episode 98, the Bobby Hamilton edition of Gangs All Here, our Jets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz and the intern Cameron Zare for helping produce the show. The season finale of the pod is Monday Hearts. It all comes to an end. It has been a long season. There's been some fun moments, though. I think the Jets have gotten more fun to watch this past month, and it's made the show a lot easier than the past two seasons where it has just been a train wreck. So a good ride, I thought, this season. I'd say so, and the fact that you're at least getting good football. I don't want to say it's thoroughly enjoyable, but it's good football down the stretch. That's kind of what you want to see, I feel like, towards the end of the season. You want to see your team playing well going into the offseason, and uh, especially when you have two good draft picks coming up. What do you think about the 90s paper cup hoodie? The, the prices are kind of running up. There's a hoodie two forty five dollars The Diet Coke's 43 It's getting a little more than the 25 I spent. But I think in the name of style and fashion, I got to get it. This cup one I think people would love, especially people our age, 30s and older. Maybe not Cameron. He's a little young to know about those cups. But people our age and older always used to drink out of those cups. That's an iconic design, honestly. And, and That's it, my word. What are you doing taking my word? <laughs> and honestly, it'll be a great way for you to kind of get that, is she old enough, bro? Like that that kind of thing. If she gets what that is, then you know she's old enough. But if not, then maybe start to, you know, reconsider who you're talking to or whatnot at that point. Anyways, thanks for listening to Gangs All Here. One final episode Monday. We will have no guests because we will put a bow on the season. Not a bow tie donut from Dunkin' Donuts on the season. We'll put that on too. Maybe I'll get one to celebrate the end of the season. We'll look ahead to the offseason and what the Jets will need to do. Because after that, we'll probably be back in uh, March free agency and then April draft as I find my way to Viva Las Vegas. 
for four Jets and Giants picks in the top 10. I gotta be there. The tables are calling my name. For Brian Costello, Andrew Hartz, Cameron Zaram, Jake Brown, we will return one final time on Monday after the Jets season finale in Buffalo. Enjoy the final game of the season. Thanks for listening to Gangs All Here, and we'll talk to you Monday. Yay! Everybody <laughs> <a> bell! <laughs>